come with me into the tormented, haunted, half-lit night of the insane. This is my work. Let me lead you into it. Let me take you into the mind of a woman and welcome to Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, a good ghoul's guide to horror. I'm your polter guide, Kinsey. I'm your polter guide, Debbie. I'm your polter guide, Donna. I'm your polter guide, Adrian, with a runny nose. I'm your polter guide, Mac. My sinuses are primo. As primo as Brewster's car. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so we watched the 1985 cult classic, Fright Night. And um, those of you that are not familiar with it, uh, our good, good buddies at IMDb. Yeah. Oh, oh. Liars. Liars. <laughs> <laughs> um, the movie is Back to the Future with Vampires. Yeah. Full stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. The end. I like that. Okay. Speaking uh-huh. of IMDb, Den of Lies. Um, oh, what was it? They put Anthony Daniels' picture on Roddy McDowell's. No, they put young Tom Holland. It, it wasn't IMDb, I'm sorry. What did we watch it on, Netflix or something? I don't know. Whatever we were watching it on, put Tom young Tom Holland's picture for the... The director? Yes. You mean like Spider-Man? Yeah. Like you were watching on probably Prime, and they had like Maybe. the x-ray, and it was bringing up a Tom Holland. Uh, yeah. 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 Two different Tom Holland's gang. Yeah. Uh, I, was this... Was Spider-Man even born? No. No. He's, he's a 90s kid, right? Yeah. Is he even... He's oh my, maybe a 2000 kid. Jesus Christ. An aughts kid. An aughts kid. Oh, oh man. Fuck oh. him. Oh, little cinnamon so roll. I'm just kidding. He's adorable. <laughs> That's why I said it's a little cinnamon roll. He is very adorable. If they had to remake Back to the Future now, and they shouldn't, Tom Holland would make a hell of a mark. Oh, yeah. <gasps> I'm so good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That, that's the end of my speech there. Yeah. yeah. Last Back to the Future reference for well, this 15 I'm about to say <laughs> yeah. that's a That's a weighty promise. Yeah, yes, it is. I'll just play it in my head. <laughs> You're already playing it. I can see it, Max. Um, well, I think he's going to disagree <laughs> with all of you. And it is about a teenager discovers that the newcomer in his neighborhood is a vampire, so he turns to an actor in a television horror show for help dealing with the undead. I feel like that's probably the most boring way you could describe this movie. Yeah. yeah. I guess they're not hired for selling the movie. They're just... They're just here. If you're gonna... If you're gonna watch it, they're just gonna give you the barest bones, like, eh, And sometimes wrong. And okay. sometimes wrong. But I gotta jump in right at the very beginning with something I noticed, because we are at the end of our Dracula suite. We are. The movie that Charlie was watching at the very beginning, did you mm-hmm. notice what the characters were named in that movie? Nina! Yeah. And... Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan. Yep. I did not. And one of the shots, it looked like it was Christopher Lee in one of the movies. Christopher oh, yeah, Lee is credited. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So then it probably was a hammer. I don't think it was. I don't think it was horror of Dracula, but it, it, it was, probably was somewhere in that. Mm-hmm. That's not the one we watched. I saw um, again. Not I hadn't watched this movie, didn't know anything about it, and I saw Christopher Lee credited again with mm-hmm. Tom Holland. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so it's, I was like, he gets oh, around. and so I was watching the whole movie, going. Let me let me put in. I missed the 
the very, very beginning where they were showing the movie. He thought he was so I went the whole yeah. movie. I was like, yeah. he's going to show up. He's going to show yeah. up. He's going to be the big, big dude at the end. And then he never showed up. And I was like, what? Um, and then I was like, well, they were watching a movie. I was like, did they really credit him for appearing in a movie in a movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should I mean, I guess the they did. You like it. I think we need to do the did you like it, did you not like it. I have one addition on that, but I can wait till the okay. after. Okay. Can, like can I go first? Okay. Of course you can go first. Yeah. Okay. Um... I was the one who pushed for us doing this movie really hard, I might add. Not you pushed really like hard, I pushed. Hard enough that we, we relented. Um, <laughs> but it was fairly quickly. Yeah, it was yeah. Not, a, not a big yeah. fight. It's not like Donna came in and said, we're doing fight night, and I broke a bottle, and I said, we do fight night over my dead body. <laughs> I like that right now. You're calling it fight night? Fright night. <laughs> I have chocolate donut fight. in my mouth. It's like a fight club, right? Yeah. I will fight club over fight night. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was the one that pushed for this movie because, man, I love this movie. This is one of my first loves as a movie um, it is it is in my DNA and I will never not love it however mm-hmm. if last night was the first time I had watched this I don't think I would have got past the first scene this was a movie that did not necessarily age really well but that is true of an awful lot of 80s and 90s movies can I go next yes. sure because I can get right off that I didn't I didn't think much of it but I've never seen it before mm-hmm. I thought it was I mean, if, if it was meant to be a comedy, which I'm not sure it really was, it's not all that funny, it's not really all that scary, and there's a lot of moments where I'm like, Jesus, Amy, get some self-respect. <laughs> uh, I also love this movie, and I loved it again last night, but um, I, I hadn't seen it in a long time. I fucking hate Charlie. He is... He's a douchebag. He's the fucking worst. Like, I realize that everything I love about this movie is in spite of Charlie. I love Ed. I love Peter Vincent. I love uh, Jerry and Billy. Like, I even kind of love Charlie's mom. I... Yeah, I'll talk about Charlie's mom. Okay. (laughs) But, um... Charlie is the goddamn worst, and I hate him. And every time he was on screen, I was like, go the fuck away, dude. Let the professionals handle this. <laughs> I, I did have an image in my mind as I was watching, like, oh, they should have made, like, an 80s movie Avengers, where it's, like, Marty McFly, Ferris Bueller, Brewster, and... The uh, Frog Brothers from Lost Boys. Frog Brothers, and... Um, I'm blanking on it, but I can see him. Uh, Judd Nelson's character from Breakfast Club. John Bender. Thank you. Yeah. I knew you would get that. <laughs> John Bender, and they're like, they take down the Russians or something. <laughs> I, I love it. did make that movie. Are you it's called, called Red Dawn? Yeah, but, <laughs> but I want I want the crossover appeal. <laughs> I want the crossover I, I, I would watch that. Yeah. I would, too. I would not tell anybody that I was watching it, and I would never <laughs> mention it, but I would watch it. We would watch it and talk about it on this podcast. Yes, we would. Probably. Um, I love this movie. Like, I, I'm... Charlie is the worst. I agree with that. Fucking worst. He is the worst. This is a movie that is kind of like Donna, that it's encoded in my DNA because my childhood friend, her older cousin used to babysit us, like, when I would spend the night, and she showed us this fucking film... It, when I was eight years old, and so I have seen... This is movie... When I say it's in my DNA, it's in my DNA... I can't remember the first time I saw it, but oh, I know that was, this was one of my favorite covers to look at in Blockbuster. Oh, it was a great cover. Yeah. It was a fantastic yeah. cover. 
Uh, but yeah. Even part two has a pretty good cover. It's part the same two. cover, except it's a dorm yeah. Yeah. building and not a house. It still works. Um, I'm not saying that it does not have its issues. And mm-hmm. It has not aged well in certain parts. But Do you notice I didn't mention Amy? Because who the fuck is Amy? Yeah. Yeah. It's, but it's just, I have fun with it. And I love, Chris Sarandon makes a fantastic vampire. <sighs> My Debbie. <clears throat> you never I saw it before? Never saw it before. So you're on, Okay. I um I am I am kind of in between you three and Mac mm-hmm. on the scale and I'm closer to Mac. Uh I watched this movie last night and I fell asleep no less than 3 times. <laughs> <laughs> So, so now it's as good as Bella Lugosi's Dracula for you. Yeah. Um, well, I think I didn't enjoy it as much as Bella Lugosi's. Um, well, did you always fall asleep during Charlie scenes? I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. we need um, to, that's what we need the sleep study for for you, Debbie. Yes, when you're yes. falling asleep <laughs> in these films. I do know the... Okay, I'm pretty sure I fell asleep four times. And I know that the, the last three happened in the last half of the movie. Um, it, it, it runs out of steam toward the end. Yeah, and for me it was... Well, I, I'll yeah. agree with you there. It was just kind of... Um, I don't know if bland is the right word for me. There wasn't a lot of... I'd like, co-sign on that word if you wanted to pick it Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was super duper 80s. Like, super... Everything was so, so 80s. 80s. It was so 80s. That's um, why I warned you on my polo that it's it's, it's pretty 80s-tastic. Yes, yes. And um, so I found myself often kind of being bored. Um, that said... Um, Ed is super charismatic. I always mm-hmm. enjoyed his scenes. He's so great. Um, he won an award on Broadway. Did yeah. he really? Yeah. Wow. He's he's an award winning actor. He's like, like I think he's legitimately good. Yeah. And I yeah, am. I was just absolutely like, confused as to why we don't see him in more movies. Because he looks so young. I don't know how young he actually was. I won. Yeah. Oh, okay. I would have him at like fifteen. He was the youngest one in the movie. Okay. I think. And um, I'll discuss that more later. <laughs> So yeah, it was I just ages. I, I wrote down a couple of ages for reasons. Yeah, there didn't seem to be a whole like as much terror, I suppose, as I was hoping for or expecting. Yeah. Even though I didn't know what to expect, because I, you know, I told Kinsey I was like, I don't even really know what this movie is about or how they approach mm-hmm. it, or or if it's a straight up Dracula story or just a vampire movie. I don't know. So I was going into it with with not knowing anything. However, having slept on it. Like this this morning, I find myself liking it a little bit more than I did last night, which is which is I think yeah. the reason why I'm not full on Max, you right. know. Well, end, but and, and my dislike of it, it's like I didn't think much of it. It didn't annoy me particularly. I, I watched. I'm like, oh, I've watched that now. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but it did. You know, it was definitely an updated. Can I, take can I give you guys on some? The classic, so. I, I wanted to give you some breaking news that I just discovered because as you were talking, I was like, was uh, it? no, oh. but I thought, I like in my head, I was like, I could see Fright Night being a response to The Lost Boys. Mm. It's but, not. No, no. Yeah, the Lost Boys is 87. Yeah. Mm. Um, but uh, according to uh, articles posted one day ago and two days ago, the CW is rebooting The Lost Boys as a TV series. That. How do you feel about that, Kenzie? I'm okay with that. I, I mean, it'll they'll be pretty boys and they'll be vampires on the CW. So, 
I want to. Uh, There's not enough of those yet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, the same time they've got they, a formula. They strength. They, Tied it into a DC property, and you get the trifecta. Yeah, <laughs> I want to talk. We, the we, Runaways has vampires. Mm. We've mentioned a couple of times ages. The there was a point, and everyone has moved through. Will know exactly the point where I had to pause and go look up how old the actress was who was playing mm. Amy. Yeah, yeah. And That's my was, second note. Is that girl of age? She was in her <laughs> mid twenties. 27? Yeah, she was 27 when it was released, which makes me go, okay. Chris Sarandon is 16 years older than her, but she is fully an adult. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She's the oldest of the three Mm -hmm. kids. But she was super believable as a teenager. Oh, she was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just, she was Marcy on Uh, on Married with Children. Which Marcy Darcy. It's bad to reduce it to this, but I, I found... Brewster's mom much more attractive than Amy. I'm just gonna put that out there and let it, let it lie. She looked very much like a teenager in this movie, and not Amy? like yeah, okay, yeah, and not the CW teenagers. No, like, no. she looked like a legit teenager with her hair and the little side ponytail and the little and her like overall outfit. That yeah, she, she had a couple yeah. overall outfits. So well, yeah, I think like, it helped. She she really acted like a teenager. She her, did her, like, her storming out of Brewster's house for good reason. I am okay. not saying there was anything wrong with her storming out, uh, but her storming out was pure teenager. I don't think there's going to be spoiler a point territory. Where oh, yeah. storming out of Brewster's house is a bad idea. <laughs> I also Brewster. noticed that My, every woman in this movie says Charlie's name in the exact same way. Everyone <laughs> says Charlie's name in the exact same way, and it's Charlie. Charlie. Like, I'm waiting for Daniel no, I'm I'm to more of a, show up. <laughs> I'm talking more along the lines of Charlie. 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 That's my, how you say his name. My first several notes are Charlie fucking stop it. <laughs> Don't have sex with him, Amy. Charlie can fuck right off. Amy should go date Ed. Amy, stop! Um, I had, oh, Charlie, might I suggest passive aggression? That always works with girls. And, um, and then one note, few down from that, Jesus, Amy, have some self-respect. Spoilers, I come back to that thought often as the film plays out. Yeah, yeah, no, oh, fucking uh, Amy and Charlie. Like, I'm just like... He is not the cutest one in this movie. Why are you crushing? He has no redeeming qualities, Amy. Find a better fucking crush. He has a Ford Mustang that's painted in two different colors. That's all you need in 85. I, uh, that is a sexy car. It is a sexy car. It's a sexy car, but looks weird. Like it, it, It's I, a sexy car not, that looks like it's having some kind of skin condition. That was not a normal... Old car paint situation. No, because you'd see like maybe the hood was one color, a door was another color. Mm-hmm. It was probably typical teenager. I bought a junker, and this is what I could do with it with the money that I have. No, that it was he typical. Part of a paint job. It was typical. It looked. It was. We worked hard to make this look like a typical mm-hmm. teenage. Because when you when you spray pot primer on a rust spot, it is not this perfect circle. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the, the the paint on it was just weird. I think they were trying to make it look like, like, he drives a Mustang, but it's shitty. And it's like, it's it's not shitty. <laughs> also, Brewster is willfully dumb, and it makes this movie worse. Yes. Because the whole conceit of the movie is, oh, a fan of horror movies has a vampire move in next door. Go. But then he's watching all these horror movies and Peter Vincent and all that, and then he notices a vampire moves next door. Then he has to get a speech from Evil Ed about vamp- basic bitch vampire lore. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, 
steak. She said, garlic, you say? Tell me more of these vampires. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. See, I always thought Charlie was more kind of a poser horror fan because he's, I mean, he's not paying attention to the movie. I, even, we see what <laughs> Even a poser horror movie fan would have gotten the garlic on his own. Honestly, that what if, what if he was only playing that horror movie so that mom couldn't hear them heavy petting outside? Well, that w- I would literally every that, time something says like heavy petting, I get Rocky Horror stuck in my head. <laughs> I would accept that, <laughs> except for the horrendous foley work. Anyone could have heard that foley work over anything. <laughs> Tom Holland said that that was the idea behind the movie. A horror fan of horror movies has a vampire movie yeah. next door. Therefore, he has to go find essentially Vincent Price to go help him. He okay. was a fan of all horror movies but vampires. So, so <laughs> That's the dumbest thing in the world, right? <laughs> well, I, okay, see, I fucking hate vampire movies. Big horror fan. You would've known about the garlic, though. I would've fucking known about the garlic. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Because, like, like, there's nothing that, that any of these characters taught me about could, vampires. You could even have a gag, like, he is a horror movie fan, but he hates vampire movies, but he's stuck in a vampire movie. That would've been something. That would've something. been hilarious. Yeah. That would've been but so great. He would've known about the garlic. Yeah. He, w- he definitely would have known about Why that. did he remind me of John Cusack? Um, he was like John Cusack's oh, John more Cusack annoying. Yeah. John Cusack would have been better. He's like John Cusack's annoying little brother. Okay. Yeah. So he did physically resemble him, I guess. In some ways. Yeah. He's the same type. Yeah. 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 He beat out Charlie Sheen for this role. Like, uh, yeah, Charlie Sheen wouldn't have worked. Yeah. No. I actually, okay, so I know that Charlie Sheen is problematic. In so many ways. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he would have done better in this role. I think he's a better actor, yeah. especially yeah. at this point in history. Yeah. But I have never pulled seen, off teenager though. I have I never that. seen Charlie Sheen act in a way that would have worked in this role. He and would, maybe he could have, but I'm th- I'm thinking of like his part in Ferris Bueller. Right. He's instance. a little too rough around the edges. See, he would have been Brewster, an, yeah. an Ed. I think if they were and not, I like. That's interesting. I, don't get me wrong. I love the guy. I would play, never recast this role. But if they were, if they were, well, Anthony Elgin. Yeah. Is that in the remake? Yeah. 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 That he, was Brewster. I, as, oh, we're talking about Brewster or Evil Ed? Evil Ed. Oh, uh, uh, Christopher McLovin. McLovin. Yeah, McLovin. McLovin. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, Red Mist, Red Mist. <laughs> Evil Ed is basically Sid from Toy Story. That's who yeah. Yeah, looks exactly like him. To the point that I'm like yeah. wanting to look up whether or not he was uh, <laughs> the inspiration. Um, and I guess finally in that opening scene, and maybe Matt can address this more than any of the rest of us. Mm. Do you really believe that anything would have distracted a teenage boy from his girlfriend going, I'm ready? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Hormonal boy corner with Mac. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to take back the last 15 seconds of my life. <laughs> um, Recorded for posterity. Yes, it is. Um, I think Brewster's gay. Okay. I actually, I, 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 and I say that with no judgments. I think that's the only way you can explain it. If he is mildly heterosexual, okay, the green light is on. Go. So <laughs> let this this takes us nicely into Adrian's let's overanalyze pop culture corner. Okay, <laughs> is this a movie about homophobia? Because Jerry and Billy, yeah, they're. 
they're, they're physical. Po- they're, they're physically affectionate they with are, each other. Yeah, yeah, they are physically affectionate with each other. And I am all for showing male characters being physically affectionate with each other. I think that's good. I think we need more of that in in movies. However, they are not physically affectionate in a friend way. Right. Jerry comes up behind Billy and like lovingly wraps his arms around his shoulders and is is on him in a way that um, implies they draped have draped around him. Yeah, they're they're fucking. <laughs> that's 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 yeah. the only type of person you hang on like that is somebody that you're having sex with. So if Charlie is gay, d- d- does this movie become a metaphor? For a kid in the 80s who's gay trying to come to grips with that when a gay couple moves in next door. I think there's a really, really cogent argument in favor of that. And it starts with him being reticent around his willing girlfriend. Both pushing and being reticent. Right. Because he Because is... the posturing and then the, oh no, she called my bluff. Run yeah. away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Interesting. That, I mean, that is pure subtext. Absolutely. <laughs> Outside of uh, Brewster's mom making the reference as to whether or not... Uh, about the, about, yeah. about them being gay. Yeah. Uh, the neighbors. Yeah. I must have been asleep during that part. There's there's it's, very it's little a, text there. Yeah, like, you, you pose a very interesting question about would a teenage boy demure from that? And I think there are certain circumstances under which they would, but it gives this movie a different life. Indeed. I like it. I like it. I like it. This is off, a little off subject. It is off subject, but it reminds me of the, the... I mean, the scene where he is then more interested in the neighbors. He's got his binoculars yeah. out and stuff. And then afterwards they go downstairs and what's her name? Amy? What's her name? <laughs> Was like, do you want to make love or no? And then yeah. mom's like, hello? Hello? Yeah. And then they, they just kind of were both like, oh. Yeah. And I was like, I would, they should have been dying in right. front of their mother right then. Like, And the mother is super like a-okay with them being alone yeah. in the bedroom because I think the mother might be slightly concerned that he's gay and that if he gets that out of his system, uh, everything will be right back yeah. on track. Yeah. <laughs> I just think they weren't as mortified as they should have been in that situation. Right. The movie goes a little quick through that. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 I can tell you, my mom, if my door was shut and I had even male friends over, she'd pop in randomly. Just be like, oh, you don't take the male friends to your bedroom. Oh, no, oh, no I did. I did. Door was shut. Mainly we were coloring or watching movies, but she popped in like... Kinsey, the- how old were you? <laughs> yeah. I need, I, need a, I need to go back and unpack a lot she of the backstory. <laughs> <laughs> I was 32. Between 16 and 18. When the, yeah. But this was like... This wasn't when coloring was cool, Kinsey. I'm discovering a whole new level of you. Well, I was doing a project. It was for an assignment. No, no, it was for an assignment. (laughs) I have a lot of projects at home. I have a Disney villains project at home. I have a supernatural project at home. No, I I had a creative writing class, and we had to. You don't color in writing. We had to write a children's book, and we were coloring. He did the illustrations, I colored. <laughs> but anyway, I, I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, now I've got I've a fun bur- story. I've got to keep bur- going. No, I'm, I'm just. But she would pop in. I'm, I'm mentally checking whether or not any of the people in this story are, would listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Notice I didn't say names. 
names in mind. I'm not going to say names either, but it, it, like just in case they listen, like, no, you talked about that day? No, I'm not going to talk about <laughs> So you talk about projects and how, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was <laughs> I'm so excited for this story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, so you, you can check it on my web- website. The, the, I was in high school, I directed a movie. What's your website? Partyapocalypse.com. Thank you, Demi. <laughs> um, for all your entertainment needs. Um, and so it, we were doing it during high school, and th- there was one day um, my girlfriend at the time uh, drove me home from school, and my parents were home. So opportunity means motive. There we know the rest. Yeah. <laughs> and so things are progressing. And uh, my parents arrive home. <laughs> And the cover story is, we had shot some footage for the movie, and I we were watching the dailies. That is my claim to primo film nerd <laughs> status. Is that was the we, no? We weren't, we weren't doing anything weird. So you've been keeping up this story, right? right. Yes, yeah, yeah. This is the final confession. His, his entire life, that's a long yeah. time to this point, has just been yeah. making that story seem plausible. Mm-hmm. I don't even like movies. <laughs> now you don't have to buy the whole movie theater. Thank Christ. <laughs> it's just like, okay, still bluffing, still bluffing. I had a lot of really cool ideas about what you could do with an old movie theater. I know. <laughs> if I keep dragging by, it's still for sale. I'm not, I, I can't, I can't do that. Real quick, do you yeah. think your parents really bought your story? Here's an interesting my dad's a lawyer. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> no, he did not buy it, but he acknowledged he didn't have enough evidence to convict, so he chose not to prosecute. <laughs> that is how I got out of trouble most of my childhood, is just enough plausible deniability so yep. the DA didn't want to bring charges. Nice. <laughs> and I feel like that explains so much. It does. Yeah, really, all that all that's in there. That's the first two minutes of my biopic. <laughs> we were watching dailies, Ma! <laughs> It's like, my Debbie, you've met my mother multiple times, so you know it's not unlike her to just randomly pop in. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> and that's literally what she would do. She'd open that door. What are you doing? Oh, okay, cool. I would me and Luke stay the night at y'all, y'all's place that one time. Uh-oh. Oh, they popped in like every 10 minutes. I mean, <laughs> God. We couldn't fuck in your brother's bed. I mean, <laughs> I was thankful for that. <laughs> just to contrast, uh-huh. one time I came home clearly fucking high. I was so high. I was high to the point that I'm like concentrating on every step I take because I'm like, I cannot fucking walk. And my mom's like, hey, how's it going? And I was like, fine, I'm going to go do homework. This is weird. I've never in my life been like, I'm going to go do my homework. Ever. Like, and particularly in high school. Like, no. And so immediately, as soon as those words come out of my mouth, I see my mom go, huh. And I go back to my room and I'm like, don't fall. The floor is solid. The floor is solid. We're all good here. And I get to my room and I close my door and I sit on my bed and I proceed to pull out nothing for homework because I'm just like, fuck, I, I, I smoked way too much. Like, this is above and beyond my normal right now. And my mom comes into my room and she's like, do you want some dinner? What do you think we should have for dinner, baby? I was thinking maybe... I can make something. And she just went on this long thing where she's like, make a decision about food right now. And I'm like, 
Holy <laughs> shit, mom. And it all culminated with her being like, also, baby, I know you're high, so just let me know who you got your weed from, okay? Because it seems like it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> There's a different... You, you, you and I had different childhoods. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very different childhoods, because I was terrified of drugs, alcohol, and sex in high school. See, you know, here's the We're thing. I was too. Yes, I was! <laughs> I never snuck out to any parties, and I was like, I'm not having sex with anybody because I don't want to get knocked up. I will be a fuck up in every other regard, but I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna not do that. And that's where we were similar. I would fuck up in ways that the DA couldn't prosecute. That, <laughs> that was the threshold. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're gonna look at me, and this story's gonna be ridiculous. But your life's easier if you just accept it. <laughs> uh, so this movie, this, this movie. movie. Yeah. Now I have a story I haven't shared. Oh, 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 tell us about your childhood, Donna. No, it was similar to yours in that I came home profoundly chemically altered <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm going down the, and I'm literally stumbling down the hall literally bouncing off the wall <laughs> I, you know come fall over against this wall and get up fall over against this wall and mom kind of looks at me and she says Donna are you alright and I just said I'm just really tired mom <laughs> And for, for, for the podcast listener, Donna method acted that. And got, a, got a deer in the headlights look as she said that. <laughs> yes, it was true. With, with the hands clasped. Yeah. Um, and uh, I remember her just looking at me intently. <laughs> and then after a moment going, okay, go to bed, dear. And me going, okay. And I actually managed to get into my room. And I got into bed, did not get undressed. And woke up the next morning, and Mom is still just like, "Were you okay last night?" <laughs> um, did she? Did she know? I feel like your mom could reasonably not realize. I don't know. I am. I have lived my life by commit to the bit. <laughs> so there, there are lies I told my mother as a teenager that I still, still are like, "No, no, that's what happened." Until you check out what kind of business, small business loans you can get for a movie theater, you have not committed to the bid. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Are they um, reasonable? No. Um, <laughs> I would like to point out that my mom did not ask me where I got my weed, so. I just, like, I honestly think that your mom could reasonably not know. Yeah. And so I, but, but then I'm like, she should have called a doctor. <laughs> like if I if I were her and I was like my daughter's stumbling down the hall and says she's just really tired, I would be like nine one one. Yeah, um, your mom is adorable. When I broke my arm when I was eleven, my mom wanted to drive to. We live in Muskogee. My mom wanted to drive two hours to Tinker because we could get get it treated on the Air Force base down there. Oh uh, Jesus! We didn't. My dad was like, no, we're not doing that. Um, but okay, yeah. now I understand why your mom would not have called 911. Yeah. So, and when I say my arm was broken, by the way, it was completely displaced. So there was not like a, hmm, I wonder if that's broken. That was an, oh, fuck, that arm is fucked up kind of, kind of break. Um, okay, so were we talking about a movie? We were. I was sort of on topic. On you are. Teenage we, we, we veered further and further with each well, story. Yeah. We, I'm playing we, footsie with somebody. I'm not sorry. That's me. Oh. 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 <laughs> fight. I will fight you for that. Why we got to fight? Oh. <laughs> oh my. Um, Good night, everybody. 
topic with it because we all yeah. shared stories yeah. of our Brewster esque right escapades and, and, and <laughs> <laughs> oh oh that's in your top two right now. <laughs> top two puns and I, are not shirking from the moment yeah yeah yeah. My favorite part of Kinsey jokes is when she realizes that she's not <laughs> one. Yes. yes. That, that brief pause. Yes. Okay, I gotta tell y'all real quick about... Um, what game were we playing? Oh, Lord. Um, okay, it was... You're trying to make it through a ship and then get back. Like, you gotta go to the oh, back. Captain Sonar. Was it Captain Sonar? Captain Sonar, possibly. Okay. Um, and at one point... Kinsey's on one side of the table, I'm on the other. Her character's closer to mine. And she says, hey, can you move me into the hydroponics bay? And I said, sure. And then she goes, thank you. <laughs> that was that was Clank. That was a Clank. Clank, okay, Clank okay. Spicy. That is a fun game. Yeah. Yes. And, then I, yeah. and then we died. It was amazing. But I believe it was unintentional. And then it was just so spot on. Like It, it was, was unintentional. Mess. Yes, yes. And this has been Kinsey's Pun Corner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, real quick, I have a question about vampirism. Wait, let's let it dream recover. Debbie's getting really serious about this yes, vampire. I have a question. question. Okay, if your body is a temple, do you still have to invite the vampire to come inside? Oh! But in the thrall, you're gonna invite. <laughs> Invite if you're saying yes, yes, yes. I think that's already vampire, the, the moral of the story is vampires can only have enthusiastically consensual sex. <laughs> they, believe in, <laughs> they believe in safe words, they believe in consent. I don't see what the problem is of being anti vampire. They are they want everyone to have a good time. And They're they dead! Oh, they have a good boy, time. Here we go again. <laughs> I can't. Dead, I can't do it. I just can't do it. Dead things. Okay. Well, since we're already there, oh my God, Chris Sarandon is hot in this movie. Oh, oh my, my God. But he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna sleep with him. Just, he is. It is really hot. There's actually a moment where I sort of forgot what Chris Sarandon looked like. I just remembered he's so hot in this movie. And then they show Billy, and I'm like, is that what? Do I have? Is my memory of Chris Sarandon completely fucked? Nope. Weird. I just want to say, this movie screwed me up for Princess Bride because they keep talking about how Prince Humperdinck is so ugly. And I'm like, that's Jerry Dandridge you're talking about, motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Donna will fight you. Throwing gloves. He is not ugly. He is not my type at all. Mm -hmm. I was not... He is not my type at all, and I'm still like, yes, please. <laughs> what you Wait. talking about? <laughs> I wish you could have seen the side eye you got, Adrian, because it was fantastic. <laughs> Don and I both be like... <laughs> is he my type? Maybe a little. Oh, I do like... Okay, yeah, I do like Pedro Pascal and Oscar Isaacs, and I guess they, these all go together. Mm. And they did this thing with him where I assume the director was like, no, Chris, walk slower. No, Slower than that. No, really slow. Because when he was not actively attacking somebody, he languid would not have been an adequate adjective for how slowly he was moving. Yes. It was everything he did was just slow and predatory. That scene where he's scraping that one perfect curl off of that, um, that banister... 
Oh god, he's so he's so good in this movie. And in the in the in the club. Oh my yeah. fucking god. Okay, my Ooh. one thing I did not Ooh. enjoy about him were most of his clothes, but I liked his club sweater. Well, his clothes were very eighties. Like everything in this movie. Every, everything was 80s. like you There's know this not is an element eight. of this movie that isn't eighties. Yeah. I don't know. I've never been a big fan of like the turtleneck under the sweater look, which I feel like he was trying to rock for most of the movie. Mm-hmm. And but the, but I will say what it did do was it made that club sweater even hotter. Because mm-hmm. then he's like just got that like loose around the neck, I'm showing you some collarbone, and I was like, Yes, that sweater. Okay. That's gonna bring me to another of my favorite soapbox <laughs> issues, by the way. Oh, yeah. Do you know what it's going to be? I'm pretty sure I do. Okay. Uh, So he takes his shirt off um, in the scene after he's captured Amy. And there's not a damn thing wrong with his body. Okay. he's, He's got a perfectly nice body. But as soon as he took that shirt off, I thought they would never show us that chest today. Yeah. Because there's no visible abs. The pecs are just kind of there. And it, it irritates me how beauty, sta- I mean, beauty standards for women are brutal. But when I look at they showed us that chest in, in 1985 that they would never show us today. They would have been like, you need to get your ass in the gym. You need to get your body fat down to 0.5. You need to get some abs. They would have CGI'd a double. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or they would have body doubled him yeah. or CGI'd him. Yeah. And it irritates me because that was a sexy scene. It was a very sexy scene. Also, the scene would have... a vampire and a 17-year-old girl? Yes, shut up. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure we were talking about the same I, I scene will, in the I same movie. point out that yes. I already mentioned I looked up how old the actress was. Uh, I think we're going to talk about that in a minute anyway. Mm. Do you um, think that the, that problem, that they would not show us that today, is because of superhero movies? Because everybody is so jacked in them? Or just more action movies. Yeah. 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 Not okay. necessarily just superhero movies. I guess I, I say that specifically because that's all we fucking want. 85 is like the same year you have like Rocky 4 which like Stallone in the early Rocky movies is an athlete but he's sort of still schlubby but by 4 he's like he's roaring I will end the cold wall with my picks that was was really good yeah that was not bad (laughs) um I I think that there is a thing that happens where you want where when you have a character that you want everybody to think is attractive you you try to one-up the characters that have come before them yeah and so when you're talking about male character like with female characters you know what is beautiful like there's not one thing on a female character that you would zoom in on and be like well (laughs) this is this is the one part that we're going to um, forced to be better. Like when you come, when it comes to female characters, it tends to be the everything. Right, unless she's on a poster for a superhero movie. Yes, it is her butt. And yes, <laughs> correct. Yeah. Um, one caveat on that. But whenever and, and whenever you have a sex scene with a female character, I think that usually the sexiness is just—it's almost just in the fact that she's going to get like she's going to take her clothes off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the standards for making a woman sexy are, like, like in general, are not that high. 
Make her conventionally attractive and take off her clothes. Bam, there you go. Rinse, repeat. But when, yeah. you, when you say conventionally attractive, I think that is actually the key. I think there's a homogenization in movies where attractive is one thing for a man, for a woman. Man, it's perfectly sculpted, yeah. Yeah. Uh, statuesque sort of body. And then mm-hmm. for a woman, it's, you know, the, that month's cover of Maxim put them in a movie and then that's what's the one thing I will say I appreciate is we do seem to be moving away from waif thin scrawny bony I'm not fat shaming I'm not body shaming anybody I'm just saying that the standards seem to have changed a little bit we want to see a little more meat on the bones. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but so I think that, it, particularly a lot of vampire things, because the vampire character is always supposed to be supremely attractive. So, you know, you get um, you get Angel, and then every vampire that comes after Angel needs to be more attractive than Angel. Mm-hmm. You've you got the Lost Boys, every vampire that comes after them needs to... So, so there's just a succession of, let's make these male characters more attractive than the last. Mm-hmm. Until you end up with Zac Efron, who looks like a fucking doll. Mm-hmm. Who's or, not a vampire. Or, or the picture but... you see in a haircut place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want my hair to look like him. I want to look like him now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Was, was, was that the soapbox you expected? No. Oh, interesting. Okay. I've ranted about it on uh, Once once More with Feeling, our Buffy podcast, because uh, uh, David Boreanaz, who is perfectly attractive, um, also does not have the body you would expect to see today. Anyway, we can move on to another topic. Um, So do we want to talk about how old Amy is? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Since we're there. Uh, So I really, really loved the club scene except that I was I I actually had to stop and look up how old um, Amanda Bierce's was because I was she so successfully looks like a teenager that I was pretty upset and it was very distracting from this thing that I did not want to be distracted from maybe that's why I found Bruce more attractive I'm just like like adults adults yeah. Like, you know, I was, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, that's such a weird place for me to be in this movie. What's up with me? Like, let's not worry about Brewster. What's up with me? No, I'm an adult. I'm okay now. Keep going. Sorry. Okay, wait, it wasn't because Brewster's mom offered him value. That wasn't why you thought she was attractive. I mean. <laughs> that is an attractive. Uh, yeah. I'm just, just, yeah. just throwing it out there. That that, that's a fair theory. Um, but yeah, like, I. I'm totally fine with like CW actors doing this because I'm like they're teenagers <laughs> wink 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 and that's cool with me but her so very successfully looking like a teenager like let's go to the Lost Boys for a second there were some very sexy scenes none between the Corys because they looked like fucking teenagers the vampires all look like teenagers <laughs> I really wish everyone could see Adrienne's air quotes and her eye kind of squinting. <laughs> her air quotes danced along. They were teenagers. It's a sing-along. Yeah. <laughs> Karaoke stuff. Follow the bouncing air quotes. <laughs> um, but, and, and so, 
I and, and you know Christy Swanson in Buffy. She looks like a teenager. <laughs> Luke Perry's in that movie, and yeah, he, he is patient zero for teenager. Yeah, exactly. He always looked forty-seven, even when he was playing yeah. twelve. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, sure, he's seventeen. Yeah, right. Um, those sideburns are seventeen. And you, know, I kind of grew up watching nine hundred two one zero, so that's my that's my set for Hollywood teenagers. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. could they be on nine hundred two one zero? The original series, just to be clear on that. Um, but uh, yeah, Kids ask your parents. <laughs> uh, Luke Perry, Jason Priestley, it's fine. Um, but she really did look like a legit teenager, and so like even her the the way she dressed. Yeah, and so I was just. It, she she dressed like she wasn't necessarily buying her own clothes. Yeah. 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 Mom was still laying those clothes yeah. out for her. Or had bought them and she picks them out. Yeah. yeah. She she does her best. Yeah. Um, she works with what she's got. And and so it took the and I wonder if this this was an intentional thing on the movie. It took a scene that could have been very hot and made it really uncomfortable. Like when he pulls up her skirt, I was yeah. that was, I I seriously like noped out for a second and I was yeah. just like, I don't remember watching this before, and but I'm seeing it now and I am I am disturbed. He doesn't just pull up her skirt. He like reaches his hand down under her knee and then comes up her inner thigh. I'm pretty sure he finger banged her in the club while they were dancing. Pulling that skirt up. Yeah. I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, Amy has Okay, but to back up, Chris Sarandon is 16 years older than her. She is 27 while filming that. Right. Mm-hmm. So actor meta wise, it's fine. It's fine. They're yeah. actors. She she was fully capable of making. She was not. If she had actually been a younger actress, I would have severe problems with this. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, but at 27, I'm like, no, you're cool. You made your decisions. You don't have a guardian that's saying, yeah, this is fine. Fuck you if you do that. <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah, Amy has no agency in this movie. Zero. She is a non-character. Like, one of my notes is even, who is she? Like, she isn't consistent. Mm-mm. I almost wonder if... She has that moment where she takes the chili cheeseburger from the guy in the cafeteria line and, like, hits it on Brewster, and I'm like, what did chili cheeseburger guy do to you, Amy? <laughs> oh, just get your own... He's at a chili cheeseburger <laughs> bar. Just yeah. go get your own. Don't like, take his. You bought this burger? It's mine now for a weapon. <laughs> Take that cheeseburger guy. <laughs> I I do have one question about that scene. There were some callbacks in this movie. Um, at some of them, you really had to kind of look for. But the scene where Amy was dancing and she started looking in the mirror, that looked a lot like the scene of Nell dancing in The Haunting. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that was deliberate or if you just can't do a scene of somebody dancing with a vampire without it looking like... Do you mean in the TV show The Haunting or in the movie? No, I mean the original movie. Well, and also the TV show, but I was referring specifically to the original Haunting. I think it's a trope. I mean, just like if you're dancing with somebody not there, it's going to look like what, insert whichever you think of first. Um, So, kind of jumping back to Amy and all of this, because I said earlier, I saw this at a very young age. I remember, and it's been probably a good 10 plus years since I watched this, and in my head, I remember it being dirtier than what it actually is because of when I saw it. Like, Is it, I, is it PG or PG-13? No, it's R, but I, in my oh, head... Oh, yeah, there's, there's some boobage. Yeah. In, there were times where you can have a little bit of boobage and still get into PG. Really? Thank you, airplane. <laughs> <laughs> but in my head, 
Yeah, but mom, it's PG. I can rent this. We're learning a lot about me. Why do you pause on this part all the time? <laughs> the this tape is this... worn out in this one moment. Pause, revive. <laughs> Sorry, Kenzie, you were saying. It's okay. But I do. I remember this, and I think it is, a lot of it is to do, one, the age I saw it, and two, the... The sexuality that they portray, like because we've been talking about Chris Sarandon, and you really you see this with how he interacts with Amy, how he interacts with Evil Ed, like he has those traditional, not traditional, those those vampire tropes. I think they're down pat, like mm, yeah, you know, because you're like when he's talking to Ed, you're like. Okay, yeah, that makes that makes sense to me. I'm I was on board with him and Ed, man. Yeah. I was like like from Ed's stand, I was like there's no f- good reason for Ed to not go with this dude. Yeah. None at all. Brewster's a fucking dick bag. Well, and the whole time Ed is going, "Don't call me evil. Don't call me evil. Stop calling me evil." And I'm like, yeah. Brewster ignores him because he's the worst. I seriously cannot think of another character (laughs) that I hate more than Brewster. He has all the sociopathic qualities of a Ferris Bueller, but none of the charm of a Matthew Broderick. Yes! There you go. Yes. Yes. I will accept. Yes. Yes. Um, I do want to mention Ed in the alleyway. I was very impressed with his survival instincts because there was absolutely no good reason for Jerry Dandridge to be in that alley. And Ed wasted no time going, hey, why are you here? (laughs) Ed was like, nope, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. And I was was fairly impressed with that. Until he was totally in. Yeah, until he was totally in. (laughs) But that said, you know, I think that if you're doing a vampire, you need to have an actor that can do the charming with the scary. And Sarandon, he walks that line fantastic in uh-huh. this film. He does. Like, like, because, like, I mean, he turns it, and when he does, like, he just... Oh. Charming, terrifying. Yeah. Charming, ter- just... Ah, just immediately. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was just thinking that, like, you know, Ed's performance is so good with Stephen Jeffries. Yeah. yeah. Stephen Jeffries' performance is so good. Chris Sarandon's performance is so good. And I mean legitimately good. Yeah. Like, not just for a horror movie good, but, like, they are legitimately giving this role a good go of it. Um, I even think that um, Amanda Bierce was doing pretty well with what she was was given. I think this movie would be so much better if Charlie didn't fucking exist. (laughs) Or he was played by Matthew Broderick. Or he's played by... Or John Cusack. You know, actually, I think that Charlie couldn't be played by John Cusack because I think that John Cusack has an autistic charm to him. Interesting. Okay. Okay. It would give it a different energy, but I think a better one. I I think a better one, too. Can I break in real quick and just talk about the the 2011... Remake. Yeah, I'd love you to. Would we end up doing that on the show anyway? We might, but I I just want to be real quick. Real quick. I promise. Short. Uh, One, Anton Yelchin. Is so good. Played Charlie. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he did a really good job. Uh, He was likable. Yeah, Um, I did not hate Charlie. Colin Farrell played uh, Jerry Dandridge. And that's just perfect casting. Like, so good. (laughs) David Tennant played... you aren't quiet, you're not going to be able to hear me after Donna says this. Yep. <laughs> David Tennant played Peter Vincent. <sighs> In eyeliner. In eyeliner. <laughs> and leather pants. And leather pants. Now, for the record, that is 
Adrian's type. That is exactly my type. <laughs> that is 100% my type. But let me tell you what I really liked about the 2011 remake of Fright Night is it took everything that made Fright Night, Fright Night, mm-hmm. and then did something different with it. Mm-hmm. I was I th- I thought this is exactly what a remake is supposed to be. I'm kind of intrigued by the remake after watching this one. Yeah, I will say, like, neither were on my radar at all. But I really enjoyed the remake. The yeah. remake it's they it it really works and it it helps that uh, Colin Farrell is a huge fan of the original Friday Night. Yeah, so he did not want to fuck it up and he well uh, and he even had the apple thing. I don't know what the apple thing was supposed to be, but where Jerry Dandridge is mm-hmm. eating apples yeah. all the time. Um, he, he even did that. Fruit of knowledge? I think Maybe. I think it's a... I think I read somewhere uh, Sarandon thought since he turns into a bat like a fruit bat. So that's why... Oh, um, that's cute. Yeah. That's adorable. Oh, Chris Sarandon. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping for something a whole lot more like... You know, and yeah. <laughs> profound. Okay. Anyway, that that's it because I I now probably am going to push for us to do the remake. At oh some no, point. I, I'm totally down with. It. I've only seen it the one time, and I'm I'm fine with it. I'm um, totally fine. It might be a little bit sacrilegious, but I really like the remake, and I think that what Donna said is absolutely true. The problems I have with this movie are a lot. Is 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 it's, it's almost it's, entirely fucking Charlie. It's 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 the it's you're right. It's Charlie. It's the writing of this one because they. I mean, Mac has hit hit it on the head with he's a horror fan but how does he not know tropes and Charlie's kind of the worst that dresses like I don't know why he dresses like a middle aged professor and he's supposed to be in high school honestly but I mean that's how I dress but that's that's another discussion <laughs> for another time yeah but Matt you're not the worst so we don't uh, okay uh, well at 17 weren't we all <laughs> I didn't know you had 17 I so I get to say no I can say definitively right now you are not the worst you are not even, like, in That's, the top 50 of the worst. Oh, well. I want to talk about Roddy McDowell. Yes. Yes, we need to talk about Roddy McDowell. Was I, he dyeing his hair? I think he was. Because, yeah. for one thing, one, I, I had, for a new video project thing, I had my hair dyed gray, and I looked exactly like Roddy McDowell's Yeah, it was hair. not good. I actually think this movie was supposed to be pretty campy, and I think his hair being bad was part of it. I think but, they were going for campy, but then I think the actors did too good a job. Here's the thing I want to talk about uh, Roddy McDowell as... Um, Peter Vincent, he he had an arc, which is not something the Van Helsing character normally does, and this was mm-hmm. this was definitely the Van Helsing character. Yeah. Oh yeah. Van Helsing does not usually have an arc. Um, Peter Vincent has an arc, but the thing I loved about his portrayal of Peter Vincent is how sympathetic he was to these monsters dying when Ed is oh, dying. Oh, that's it's killing him. Yeah. I mean, Peter Vincent is so is hurting for Ed, and it's just it's amazing. And even even when Jerry Dandridge is dying, it's he is he, Peter Vincent is sympathetic to him. He like this is another character, like another actor that just fucking brought it to this yeah. movie because like every moment he's so good. Whenever they're shooting Zombie Billy. And he's like, like he, I believe him. He looks legitimately afraid. I almost feel like maybe, like this movie was going for camp, but nobody remembered to tell the actors, so they were just like, <laughs> they were like, no, this is this is us. Yeah, they're playing it straight, and um, that's why I think like some of the performances in the movie are very good, but the movie itself doesn't quite work for me because the tone feels the, off. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll agree with that, but like. 
Yeah, I love. You know, it's. It, I think one of the reasons that it's hard to talk about the remake of the movie is to a certain extent the casting is so fucking good and the the, the actors in this one did such a fantastic job like I love David Tennant and I would I would watch him sit in a fucking chair for two hours in his Peter Vincent get up <laughs> I was like about to say some of those later movies he did as a doctor were pretty much that but <laughs> um <laughs> But <laughs> But I love I I love Roddy I that I just keep wanting to say Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> that would be a different that's, that's a different Your movie. instincts are not wrong. Your information is. Um but he did he was so good. So good. Mm-hmm. I I did think of Mac at one point and tried to figure out if there was any way that Peter Vincent could have yelled, Your mother is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one that thought of Mac like when, when Peter Vincent And I was like, up. No, there really isn't a way for that to happen but god I wish there was also I felt like I don't need a movie theater I need a movie show (laughs) oh wait maybe like a podcast where we talk about movies no I'm I'm onto something here wait 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 wait. keep going (laughs) um I also love the way he like his character design. Okay, the dye job was not fantastic, or the spray job it, that was yeah. that was definitely. That's, I was hair trying spray. to figure out the whole that, time that hair do? color what came out of a can. Yeah, that's Halloween. And I know the can. I know where it is in the costume <laughs> shop. Yeah, because I bought one and put all of it on me, and I'm only eighty percent confident. Fifteen years later, I got it all washed out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love his character design. Like, I love the way he looked. He had such a cohesive look through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, same with Ed. I loved his look. Uh, you know, they did a really good job with Amy's costuming. Making, yeah. Um, we, like, we all know what... A- we all feel like we know where Amy's clothes came from. Mm-hmm. Um, J.C. Penney's. Mm-hmm. What the fuck happened with Charlie? Like I said, he dressed <laughs> like a middle-aged professor. And it's like... Dude, you were probably 17. I feel like Charlie is like the worst author self-insert ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, Mac and Grease. Yeah, I fucking hate author pictures so much. <laughs> and that they hit the nail on the head. I'm like, oh, do you have your glasses off? And are you looking kind of contemplating? <laughs> You're real smart, dude. I'm going to buy your book. <laughs> to have my video on all the time so that I can catch you guys pantomiming this stuff. This needs to be one of our reward tiers. Yes. We'll take a picture of me doing author posts and I can post it to the Twitter. Yeah. Anyway, so we were talking about this movie. Um, So, funny story. I did not realize where they got Peter Vincent's name until this recent showing of who they were supposed to be referencing that it was Peter Cushing and Vincent Price. (laughs) I've watched this movie (laughs) fucking forever and this time I'm like, Oh, that's clever. <laughs> they tried to get Vincent Price to play the role, and he turned him down because he was trying to move away from horror, which why? Oh, but I would have <laughs> loved this movie so much more. But I mean, like, I think that that would have been cool, but also, can we acknowledge how yeah. good Roddy... Yeah, yeah. 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 Roddy what the fuck is Roddy name? McDowell. Roddy McDowell. Just call him... Uh, call him Roddy. Just call him Roddy. What's the ape that he played? No. Oh, yes. No, I will fight you. Gideon. Galen. Galen. Who's in Planet of the Apes? 
When we did the haunting of Hell House, I fought you on this too. No, he's Roddy McDowell. He's not Cornelius. He's not whoever the fuck else you yeah, called him. He, he's Roddy when McDowell. He died. A lot of those obituaries talked about Cornelius, though. Wait, okay. wait, was he in the haunting of Hill House? Yeah. Yeah. Hell House. Hell House. Hell the Hell House. house. Yeah. yeah, he was. He was your mother's a bitch. Yeah. Your mother's a bitch. Oh. Yeah, that's why we were. Yeah. See, Adrian now had my moment of, oh, Peter Vincent, that's clever. <laughs> He's so different in this movie. Yes. He's such a good actor. He's good. So, what is Billy Cole? What I, is he? He's a ghoul. Because like he that. was killed by a stake to the heart. Yeah. And he had a coffin. There was an empty coffin. No, they were preparing that coffin for Amy. Yeah. Okay. So it was I smaller. Think- yeah, that's okay. how you know it's for the girl. No, I I, I, I like the ghoul. I sign off on the ghoul idea because mm-hmm. I always knew. I mean, he's I mean he's Renfield esque. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's definitely the Renfield. Uh, he is a ghoul or a thrall, which is a human who has been in, enchanted by the vampire. Um, sometimes they feed on the blood of the vampire, and that's what keeps them connected. Uh, but basically, Renfield. Yeah, Renfield. Yeah. They may or may not be immortal. Um, in that they don't die, but they also don't have the weakness to sunlight and holy items and such that vampires do. But they're also not as robust and strong as vampires. And they do tend to be completely, like, uh, brainwashed into loving the vampire. I will say that guy had the best threatening smile. He did. He could have a big smile on his face and it would be terrifying. He was, he was really good, too. Yeah. Only problem with this movie is Charlie. Hey, kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So I have to say, I love with this film that all the they make all of the traditional vampire tropes work. Stake to the heart, no reflection, garlic. Like they don't try to. They they like they're in on it. Like we know these are vampire things, but we're gonna make it work. And I think and Lost Boys does the same thing a couple years later. And I just, I love that. I like that they tried to add a new one, a new trope, which is that vampires need to eat fruit all the time. <laughs> because they're part fruit bad. <laughs> well, there's not I, a lot of vitamins in blood, you know? Yeah. I also, they don't want scurvy, Debbie. Jeesh. I was, I was <laughs> distracted by the number of times I heard from the shadows, crunch. As <laughs> <laughs> he bit into an apple. <laughs> One other note, I had uh, the movie that uh, Vincent shows right at the end of the movie yeah. is the same movie that Grandpa Fred shows at the beginning of Gremlins 2. And no, I did not need to look that up. <laughs> I knew it. I'm like, that's Attack of the Octopus, people. <laughs> I adore you, Mac. Mac, I love that you knew that. Yeah. I'm just, uh, I'm not surprised. There's no, this is not, I just yeah. love that this is... Uh, I knew it. I Last knew it. night, a friend of mine messaged me and said, hey, there's a rock song that's got Mother Mary in it somewhere. And I, without looking anything up, said, and when I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me speaking words of wisdom, let it be. And I was proud of that. I am no longer proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. The Tag of Octopus People story for you here. Mm-hmm. You will appreciate this. Um... I get a text message one night from Billy, and he's like, hey, what's this Michael Keaton movie? Billy the husband, <laughs> Billy the Billy. Not, the, not Billy the ghoul, Billy the husband. And what is this Michael Keaton movie? And he just sends me this little text. I'm like, that's Johnny Dangerously. Oh, and yeah. It's like Johnny this, Dangerously. It's like this yeah. little scene here. And it wasn't like a typical... Yeah. I was like, nope, that's... And he's it's like, a deeper cut. Yeah. But, yeah. And he was like, thanks, babe. And that was it. So... 
Um, the other thing, it, I think it's a personal affront to Ray Parker Jr. that he didn't get to do the theme song. Mm. <laughs> I mean, the takeout band, whatever. But Ray Parker Jr., I mean, he's got one job. And yeah. he would have been fine. 80s theme songs? 80s theme song that kind of talk about the movie and then make... I mean, the Ramones yeah. did a really good job, too. I thought, okay, so speaking of... Who mm-hmm. did this theme? The Jake Giles Band. Yeah. Speaking of music, uh, yeah. themes Ray and Parker music, Jr. what I thought of you, like, let's bring the the movie theme song back when the credits are rolling. But Donna, did you notice who did the music score in this? Yeah, I did. I didn't. Uh, it's Brad Fidel who does the Terminator music yes. score. Oh. oh. And it shows. For, oh. for one. Oh. Oh my god. That, that love theme? Yes. Yeah. That's what I was like. Wow, Brad. That Brad heavy Fidel synth. Can, yeah. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> That, That's my impression of Brad. I'm Bell's sitting with my mouth open. <laughs> yeah, because when that love theme happens, I'm like, man, he can do a love theme to a, a yeah. synthetic yeah. score. I'm yeah. like, he can mm. get it. All right. Which I think our next. We're coming up. We'll, it's March. Is we'll we'll do some Terminator. I think. I don't know if that's correct, but keep talking. Um, I was coming. I know what's coming. I had a couple more notes. Um. One of them being that opening, that first sex scene that Charlie watches, is that girl watching him? Can she see him? Maybe. Because she's making, like, eye contact with this teenager across the way. He's not that interested in him, BT dubs. Um, He is definitely paying a lot more attention to Jerry. Mm -hmm. In fairness, it is Jerry, though. I mean, (laughs) I don't care who you are. If you were even slightly homosexual, Jerry would have resolved that issue for you. I'm just saying, it's Jerry. I don't care who you are. And then you're, you're saying there's a lot of young men. Jerry Dandridge took his shirt off and they went, oh. <laughs> See, I saw him and I'm like, nothing. I'm like, that proves it. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of questions that were answered for young men that, right. that saw this <laughs> film at a, at, at a certain age. Yeah. You know what? I find this interesting because Chris Sarandon and his former wife, Susan Sarandon, answered a lot of sexuality questions for a lot of people. <laughs> they did. You're not wrong on that. I, I believe that, that both Chris and Susan made me go, oh. That math checks out. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. Okay, Halloween. That is, <laughs> yeah, that's where I was like, oh, I'm just normal, I guess. <laughs> Um, so, I want to know, why does Amy's hair grow? Thank you. Vampires have long red hair. Did you not know this? Female vampires have have long red hair. Oh, okay. Just the female vampires. Yeah. That's why Jerry didn't. Have long red hair. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Which is why, as soon as she was cured, she no longer had long red hair. Right. Okay. It just, it just... My Debbie, are you part vampire? My secret is out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, we're all dead. (laughs) That's why. That's why they don't have souls. Oh. Oh. They're vampires. Um, <laughs> also, um, so I found it interesting the way whenever he was like, "You have to have faith for it to work." I assume he just meant on him because he was like the master, because it worked on Ed. Yes, and it worked on. Amy. And it worked on Amy, but it, He did say on me, you have to have faith for that to work on me. Yeah. And then and then it's like all of a sudden did did Peter find God? Yes. Like faith in what too? Like I wanna know what you have to have faith in. I presume God because of the 
of the whole it's in the symbol. To me, yeah. it's faith in the symbol because I actually love a a vampire story I read where a uh, cr- uh, a star of David worked. Yeah, because see, the person had faith in that symbol. See, and I'm fine with that. But then I'm like, if it's just the symbol, you have to have faith on faith with, and you already saw it work. Why doesn't it Why work? You? Yeah. You, and, don't, you no longer need faith once you've seen it work. Yeah. This is just one of my little little bitty problems that I have with horror movies where they're like, definitively, God exists. And I'm like, if God exists, this movie doesn't happen, you motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anyway, there's my Christianity rant for the day. Um, I also... I love the transformation scenes in this movie. Mm-hmm. They're really good. Like... The only other transformation scene to a wolf that I like as... The only other wolf transformation scene I like as much as this is the one from the Hemlock Grove TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this whole show is worth it, but watch that werewolf transformation. I love... There's It happens twice where you get a POV shot from... Um, Jerry's point of view where he's running and then uh-huh. it just goes off the edge of the of the of the roof mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you hear the, the sound of wings I love that yeah we cool. have got to wrap up okay okay I really I just want to say real quick about the like the uh, ooh, what was his name evil Ed transforming back into the person mm-hmm. um because they took a, I guess, a wax hand and melted it and then ran yeah. it in reverse. And it looked nasty. It did. Like when it was, re- you know, when they ran it in reverse and it was reforming or whatever. It's like, oh, that's so gross. And then I realized what it was. I was like, that's so simple. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah no, the, the, dude, I, the effects in this movie are, are when, good. When they do the gore, like, you're like, because I was like, Donna, when you said it in the chat, I was like, oh, I forgot. That's gross. Like, how gross <laughs> is this is in parts? And it's one of the things in the movie I think that ages pretty well. Because there's not a moment with the special effects where you're like, mm, I don't know about yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, you can tell what it is. Right. But it, you're, like, it doesn't take me out of the movie. And like, a like, lot of old effects Right. Do. With Bram Stoker's jacket where you see bat muppets. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> did they even believe this back then? I know I know World War II hadn't happened yet, but didn't we know things at this point? <laughs> we did not. <laughs> um, and then I had one more thing that I wanted to call out, and that was when they're in the basement, when Peter and Charlie are in the basement searching, and they hear a sound, and, and, and Peter goes, what was that? And Charlie goes, you keep searching, I'll check it out. And they split up. And I was like, why? Like, you keep searching. I'll check it out. Aren't you just searching over there now? <laughs> why can't you both stay searching together? Mm-hmm. Why would you split up in a house where you fucking know there's two goddamn vampires? Don't split the party. Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah. It's... <laughs> Don't split the party. And I just want to give one more shout-out to the custom theme because I miss custom themes. <laughs> Although... This one, this wasn't the best, but it made yeah. me happy anyway. That, that it happened, sure. Okay, if no one has anything else they desperately need to discuss, no. I just want to call out Jerry Dandridge's tantrum in the basement, and that's it. Okay. Ah no! Ah oh! Oh yeah. Also, the way that Charlie had to like run past Peter Vincent to pull that curtain down, I was like. Why couldn't Peter do that? Because he seems like 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 Jerry's right there, and Charlie just sort of like squiggles past him, clearly within grabbing and biting distance, and pulls it down. And I'm like, wouldn't it have been safer and easier to go, hey Peter, pull the curtain? 
<laughs> oh, that's the one thing I want to discuss. The fucking clocks. Like, why do people have, like, a wall of clocks in their home? Unless, unless you are selling clocks or inventing a time machine, there's no fucking excuse for that kind of behavior. Oh, no, I think that clocks is fucking brilliant oh, because, because no, it's, it's a vampire. Because it's a vampire. I think it's... It, 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 you want just tiny wooden stakes all over the place, Kinsey? Because yeah. that's what those clock hands are. <laughs> How many pendulums? One clock wouldn't have told him that the sun was coming up. But soon. it might have stopped. No. What if one's not working? I think that I think the vampire. Okay, I have, have to, okay. I have vote to, against the clocks. But like three, three is the most. Unique. I have to tell you about my house. Okay, my parents went through a phase where they collected grandfather clocks. In fact, okay. they've got they've got two that came from that are pre World War Two. Right. Um, and what's fun about these clocks is none of them. Um, have the exact same timing. Mm. So some of them are fast and some of them are slow. And so there was a point when all those clocks started chiming and I just felt so at home. <laughs> because there are clocks chiming at my house non-fucking-stop. How? Okay. Why are... Why, grandfather clocks are too big to collect. There's, there's one... In the computer room, there's one by my work area, there's one in the den, and then there's two or three that are wall hung. That's too many. Yes, it is. I agree completely. Um, and nonetheless, we have them, and they all chime, and not at the same time. I have one clock I'm in just my house. saying, if Jerry mm-hmm. has a friend over, mm-hmm. and things are heating up... Mm-hmm. And he's not paying attention. Three o'clock, it still do. I'm just saying. But what if all three stop? But what are the odds? And, and all he had all those clocks, and guess what? He still ate it in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, how he many clocks are clock? enough clocks? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. I and and Billy, Billy's fucking off. We don't know what he's doing. I, I'm gonna side with Mac on this one. Okay, too many, too many clocks. Okay, so do we have poll quote and rule? We do! Donna, you have our quote. Our quote is, you have to have faith for that to work on me, Mr. Vincent. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Macula? I don't know why I've decided to. (laughs) How have we not done that before? (laughs) How have we gotten to the end of the Dracula suite? We have 30 seconds left on this two-month-long run. <laughs> I'd like to point out that Kinsey goes, Macula, and... I still didn't realize like, until the end of it. Yeah. After, just like we said. Kinsey is as the, as, as the prophecy book told. <laughs> this is why I'm the chosen one. <laughs> you have our rule. Uh, yes, it, it uh, varied wildly over the course of the movie. First it was be evil, then... Evil Ed kind of died, but kind of didn't, and then kind of did, and then also kind of didn't by the end. So it lands at be evil. Yeah, be evil. Be evil. I like that how that has a double entendre. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm the chosen one because yes. of our rule. Yes. All right, and I have our poll question. So we have two. Oh well. Oh yes, we do, but that will do that kind of toward the end. Should we do Donna's first because it'll be shorter? Uh, so yeah. Having watched all these various Dracula movies, I'm I'm left wondering which characters do the Fright Night characters correspond to. As a for instance, right. Ed is clearly Lucy. 
That is clearly Lucy. Mm-hmm. Jerry is Dracula. Yeah. Uh, Billy is Renfield. Renfield. Uh, Brewster is. Um, I would say Harker. It's Harker because Harker's usually the most useless role <laughs> yeah. in all these yeah. movies. Um, Amy is Mina. Amy's Mina. Uh, Peter Vincent is Ben Helsing. Who else are we missing? Doctor Stewart. That's the mom because she offered value. Yeah. <laughs> Touchdown, right. Kenzie. <laughs> that was easy. Yeah, I thought there was going to be more. I, I do. I'll, I do want to mention a couple of the uh, homages. For instance, when Jerry came popping right up out of the yes. uh, yeah. coffin, yeah. there was a photo of Bella Lugosi as Dracula mm-hmm. in Peter Vincent's apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, yeah. who ironically did not pop straight up out the coffin. <laughs> he came out of that coffin like a basic bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he rolled out of that coffin the way you roll out of a low-riding yeah. car. <laughs> Rest in peace, Bella. Rest in peace. Yes. Uh, I think that's got that pole covered. I've got um, a the top of the staircase with the shot looking up was the Christopher Lee. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I couldn't come up with a Christopher Lee Crunch. But you're right, the top of the staircase yeah. shot. So here's a thought on this on this movie. Is this is Fright Night more of a movie for horror, like like pure horror movie lovers? I believe so, just because I think they would appreciate it and they would know you know, again, to have fun with it, I suppose. If if Brewster wasn't quite as full of shit, I would, um, yeah. would I would yeah. I would agree yeah. with that without any qualifications. Yeah. Brewster fucking sucks. Yeah, I'm just gonna say I loved this movie well before I would consider myself a horror movie fan. So I I, I would fucking Eulad is so great. He's so great. Oh, I want to give a quick shout out real quick, if that's okay. Because I have a Two friend... Two-story porn career? <laughs> I have a friend who... Um, his name is James Schoberg. We have uh, published his stories before. And he actually recently, just at the end of last year, finished his official stage version of Fright Night. Oh, nice! Yeah, and um, unfortunately I didn't get to go see it because... Um, I, he lives in a different state. But, uh, yeah, it was, like, official, like, legit people were like, we want you to do this. And the, I've seen the promo pictures, and it looked amazing. Cool. So, congratulations. Good job. I want to make sure I said his name Good right. Good job, James. Because I'm suddenly really terrified that I didn't. It's James Michael Schoberg. James Michael Schoberg. Yes. Congratulations. Congratulations. You did great. So... Who would your Peter Vincent be? And it doesn't, if you were Charlie, and who would be your go-to horror actor? A living or dead? Or, or Peter Vincent type. Peter Vincent type. Yeah. I, have, I have a couple of questions here. Okay. Does this assume that we would have access to the celebrity regardless of their celebrity status? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Like, that's why I said yeah. living or dead. Like, that you could go down to the local TV studio and yeah, get them. Yeah, like this is, you know, Whoever. basically you're doing what Charlie did. You're going to wherever... Eliza Dushku. Nice. Oh, interesting. Nice choice. That is an interesting... Okay, I did not see that choice coming at all. That just threw me off, but I like it. I like where you're going with it. Grandpa Fred from Gremlins 2. <laughs> because regardless of the parameters of your question, my team is the Gremlins 2 team. <laughs> I'm a little broken right now, so... Hashtag octopus people. <laughs> Donna. Kurt Russell. 
Oh. Which Kurt Russell? Wait, what? Like, like greedy. Any. I want Any. Kurt Russell. Okay. Because that's not a bad. I mean, they're different roles, there. right? And we've di- discussed this before. Yes. <laughs> oh, I, Elijah Dushku. But if for some reason I can't get her, or if they're both available, because I'm suddenly thinking that maybe Charisma Carpenter might be the better choice, actually. Okay. This may be a Buffy podcast question, but why? I want to hear more on that. Um, because the more I thought about it, the more I thought that uh, Charisma Carpenter was on more episodes. Yes. She dealt with more things. So if we're going based on what we think the okay. character knows, then Charisma Carpenter would have more lore. What the actor knows. Okay. Um, yeah. Also, um, I have seen... I, like, I haven't met Charisma Carpenter, but I've seen her at conventions and stuff. And uh, and I feel like I could get along with her pretty well. Okay. Like She's like, I don't like to hug people. And I'm like, I get you. You go. Yeah, that's fine. I don't like to hug strangers either. Um, so, yeah. I just... I think... I think I would get along with her, and I don't. I have never seen Elijah Dushku in person, so. <laughs> All right, my Debbie. I would go with Vincent Price because he's gonna find some kind of fantastic, like crazy, off the wall, roundabout, unnecessary, and beautiful way <laughs> to do what needs to be done. <laughs> All right. All right. So I'm going Peter Cushing. I don't care. He can ball. He can boss somebody around as Tarkin. He can. He can Van Helsing it. I don't care. That's my go-to. Good deal. Alright, and then since we're at the end of our Dracula... If you had asked me ten years ago, I probably would have said one of the quarries. Yeah, and I mean, all of these are like, as as each of you have said this, I'm like, oh yeah, like, mm-hmm. I can... They're all great choices. Mm-hmm. Alright. Though the Kurt Russell part of my brain is like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so since we are coming to the end of our Dracula... Oh wait, Keaton. No, never mind. <laughs> Jamie but I'm putting Keaton in everything. Yeah. Jamie Lee, Jamie Lee Curtis, Curtis is oh, another yeah. excellent choice. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. But see, I feel like she's fucking Robert oh. England. No, Donald Pleasance. What am I thinking? Oh, oh. yes. <laughs> yes on yours. Yes on yours. All the yes. I shot him six times. You didn't settle down. So we're trying to solve a problem here, Donnie. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, both. Yeah. Everybody's choice is fantastic. I, I love everyone's choice. Uh-oh. I have changed my mind once more. Uh-oh. Can I have a team? Of course. Yeah. I want Summer Bichelle and Hale Appleman. Because they're in The Magicians, and they constantly reference Buffy, and they know their fucking shit. Okay. I'm not familiar with them, but I'm going... You're very excited, and so was Donna by your answer, so... I just want to hang out with Hale Appleman. Huh? I feel like we're friends because we waved high at each other. And and so I'm just gonna call him Hale. He would he probably wouldn't argue with you. He was very nice. Yes, I, I like all these teams. I would I would sign off on all of these teams that we've all said. We could talk about this for a while. We should record a whole extra podcast. Yeah, <laughs> like a bonus. Who's your horror movie squad? Yeah, can we do this? I think we should. Totally. That'd be a great bonus episode. That would be yeah. a good bonus episode. Yeah. Okay, so since we are at the end of our Dracula suite, um, let's rank them. What you think of what? What's your Movies or episodes? Movies. Movies. Like, the ones we've done. The five we've done. Friday Night. That's the end of my list. (laughs) (laughs) It just just doesn't go. Um, I'll give Dracula a mention for Winona Ryder. Okay. Okay. I think... It's like 10.5. One, 10.5. Horror of Dracula... Number one, because I think it was surprising enough in parts that it broke up the 
sameness of what was going on. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, number two. Because Gonzo, but there's some legit yeah. movie genius going on in there. Um, beyond, we did five, right? Yeah, we did five. Uh, Nosferatu, right below that because, I don't know if the movie works, but there's some cool stuff going on in there that they're just now discovering. Uh, <laughs> just then discovering? Just then, yes, thank you. <laughs> um, it's okay, you're a time traveler. <laughs> that's fine, yeah. Um, and then at the bottom... Unfortunately, I have to put Fright Night at the bottom, but that's... It's Charlie's fault. It's okay. It's Charlie's Charlie's fault, yeah. Dude. It was a close race between Bram Stoker's Dracula and this one. But given that Bram... Not Bram... uh, uh, Bela Lugosi's Dracula. But given that Bela Lugosi's Dracula is technically a sedative, it has some... (laughs) Practical purposes in the... Applications in the real world. So that's what edged it out from Fright Night. Uh, Dude, like... I've never not fallen asleep in that movie. Charlie, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie is just the... Uh, like, even the sound of his voice. Like, it's I, a vampire, Mom! Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the thing that... It could work so well. I love the idea of what they were trying to do with Charlie, and he just fails at every fucking moment. He's bargain basement Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Anton Yelchin was better. Anton Yelchin was better. Anton Yelchin was such a... He, we were, he was too good for us. Yes, he was. Um, I'm going to go... I don't think it's even fair to include Fright Night on the list because I loved... I would have put Fright Night number one before I watched it again because I just I just love it. Um, so I will give you that Fright Night is number one, but of the actual Dracula movies, I'm going to put Bram Stoker's Dracula first because I found it the most watchable mm. of them. Um, Agree. Lugosi's Dracula, um, because it's just, I mean, Bella Lugosi is Dracula. That's just a classic. Um, Horror of Dracula with, with Christopher Lee, uh, with the uh, staircase shot. And I don't think I am ever going to be a silent movie person, so that puts Nosferatu at the bottom. Just this because. Is the third time I've seen Nosferatu, and I don't know why I've seen it that many times. <laughs> Whereas I'm not 100% convinced they should have added dialogue to movies. Like, they haven't really convinced me that's a good idea. <laughs> You're fired, man. Yeah. My daddy, yours. Uh, unapologetically, Dracula, horror of Dracula. Uh, we say Dracula. Bella Lugosi. Okay, gotcha. Um, interchangeably for three and four, Bram Stoker and Fright Night and then Nosferatu. Okay. So I'm kind of all over with kind of where you guys are. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula is my number one. Fright Night is my number two. Horror of Dracula is my number three. That kind of surprised me. Just mm-hmm. I, was, I was very surprised with that one when I made this. Uh, Lugosi's Dracula is number four. And uh, Nosferatu's number five. The bottom two, if I'm watching a Universal Monster movie, I'm going to Creature from the Black Lagoon. I, 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 uh, I, I'm not going. That's that's where it ends with me. I'm reaching for Bram Stoker's Dracula only if I'm having trouble sleeping. Yeah, which is not a great endorsement of the movie. And then Nosferatu, I'm like Donna. I'm not. I, I, I need voices. I feel like if a movie is called The Horror of Dracula, at some point there should be something scary. Oh no, I'm fine with that. And considering that Dracula had, out of that 80 minute movie, he had 16 minutes of screen time, and 10 of those minutes were at the very beginning, 
And it, and it breaks up the traditional plot. Where yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That that I think is the big virtue of that movie. My for for that one, I, I ranked it higher because of that. I like a different take on on the yeah. on classic stories, um, the sexy scene, and then yeah, like the end, the you know. And Michael Go is in it. Michael Go is in it, and he is Alfred. That's true. And I, I knew when I saw him, I was like, "Well, this—I know where this is going to. How this is going to make Hap, Mac happy?" Because yeah. I also did go back and watch this before. Or Hap Mackie, as you were about to say. <laughs> I know. I did almost say that. Uh, Horror of Dracula also got ranked pretty high for me because Peter Cushing jumps like a cat to kill Dracula. Peter which, Cushing is in the movie. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Which goes back to our normal discussion of Star Wars. Yes. All right. Do we have anything else before we? Close the book on all the Dracula films that we have covered. And probably will cover, because it's going to be a while before we bring another one into the, uh, the mix. Yeah. I am going to want a werewolf suite at some point, because I am much more into werewolf movies. We know. Uh, we know. Madonna. <laughs> there are some good ones. I mean, you got American Werewolf and... American, American Werewolf, who got The Howling. Uh, Donna really just wants to watch The Howling. I kind of want to watch Wolf with Jack Nicholson, just because... I don't think Why I've ever not? seen Wolf. Yeah. I mean, are we going to add in Wolfen with Albert Finney? Why not? All right. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're dreaming. Let's dream for the stars. <laughs> I would like to point out that we do not always use good movies. <laughs> That's fair. That is an excellent waveform of Kinsey's laugh. Look at that. Look at that. Pretty poop. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah do you want to send us out I'll send us out Uh, thank you guys so much for putting up with our shenanigans and listening to us Uh, we do appreciate your love and support we are on social media at twitter we're at beyond cabin on instagram we're beyond the cabin in the woods we have our facebook page beyond the cabin in the woods and you can find all our episodes on beyondthecabininthewoods.com if you're so inclined to Please be a Patreon supporter, and you can see how I come up with our rule, poll, and quote, which we are beyond the cabin. Uh, we do have a couple other sister and brother podcasts. We have Collective Snark. We have Once More with Feeling, the 20th anniversary Buffy Universe rewatch, and then the Family Business, which is a Supernatural rewatch. And we are part of the Gumby Cat Network, so definitely check them out. Just give them some love, and thank you guys so much. And hey, listen, I can look at the RSS subscribers on Gumby Cat, and I know there's a bunch of you out there. There's a lot of you. So we could really use those reviews and subscribes. Yes. Please do that. Yes, please leave us some reviews at iTunes at Google Play, because who knows? We might read them out loud and you get a shout out. Also, I really want validation. And don't read the Latin. You're so cool, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> You know what horror is. Gumby Cat Productions. Podcasts for podcast people. Meow. It is, it is, we are recording today at 127 and my resolution to stay under an hour already shot. How much of that is pre-material? Maybe 10 minutes. We're still a little over an hour. All right. Okay. Actually, not even 10 minutes because I didn't record, I started over. We have some edit points in there too. We have some edit points. This is true.
So yeah. Like right now. Like this this conversation we're having right, right now. Right now. No. Yes. As, as, we, as, we, as we add time to be edited. <laughs> I don't want to oh, be now. It's, it's, it's like a joke just for me. Like, <laughs> like you not. know, two weeks from now when I'm editing this, I'll be like, oh, that was funny. Clip. <laughs> uh, for you need to clip it and just tag it on after the end. I might. 